Aaron Whitlow here. I'm Quentin Hollis. And we are uh, from the Mark Out Movie Podcast, but this is Analyze This, the show in which we watch movies or shows or different things, and then we're going to break down the, some of the deeper meanings and metaphors and such that happen within yeah. the film. And today we are doing Blade from 1998. It's a two-hour movie. Did yeah, it feel I didn't like realize it was two hours long. Me neither. I, I uh, it uh, man, I tell you, uh, going back and watching this man, it fe- it felt like I if, at one point I could say that it, a lot of effects in it don't hold up <laughs> to right, today. Right. Yeah, but uh, but still, um, and I was wondering what I could pull from it. But honestly, I was able to pull a lot of different concepts and things like that and we're, that we could talk about. Yeah. But you're saying just before we started recording that uh, Metacritic only gives a 45%. I know. I was really surprised by that. And then Rotten Tomatoes with 54%. But now I always look and I really I don't try to look at too many uh, reviews before seeing a movie because mm-hmm. I just don't like the way, of course, they have their own agenda. And it's, it's also what people like. But I always kind of look at the user's. Or um, you know the, the general people, public, fan, yeah, the general public, and it see it shows that ninety one percent like this movie of Google users, yeah, and then on IMDb so, it has seven point one out of ten, so right, which is not that's not bad, and it's, it's definitely not reflective of that forty five and fifty four, and uh, okay. that fifty four is more the tomato reader that I guess come from more critics or whatever, but audience score. For this movie, I just clicked on oh, it. Okay. It's seventy eight percent, so it's a little bit better. Yeah, and I, audience that's, likes it a little bit. That's better. a little bit more, yeah, believable. Now, uh, oh, you gonna were you gonna read the synopsis? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, a half mortal, half immortal, is out to avenge his mother's death and rid the world of vampires. The modern day technologically advanced vampires he is going after are in search. Of a special blood type, needed to uh, needed to summon an evil god who plays a key role in their plan to execute the human race. Uh, this was released August twenty first, nineteen ninety eight. So it's dang near uh, twenty two twenty one years old. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. It's almost the anniversary of this film. Uh, we're in August, so yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Now I see that, and when I heard about the remake that they are thinking about, I don't know if it's a remake or if it's a continuation, but um, you know, I thought, man, that movie just came out. But now looking at this, no, it was twenty years ago, so it's time for a remake. Yeah, um, they made one with Sticky Fingers. I remember the TV show. Sticky Fingers. Yeah, no. uh, he's a he's a uh, rapper that was in Onyx. Remember Slam? Da da da. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The boy, the boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but uh, yeah, he uh, he was a rapper in the show, in the movie, in the not movie, but in Onyx. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he um, uh, he was Blade in the TV series. He was bald. He had like tattoos going on his head. I never looked at it because okay, okay. I'm not a big fan of Sticky Fingers. <laughs> when I think of Sticky Fingers, he did uh. Next Friday, 
And he was the dude that was like with Debo, and Debo smacked him around all the time and, oh, and him, yeah. his little cousin or whatever. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I because of that, I can't buy you his blade. Right, right. But Mershala Ali, Mershala yeah. Ali, yeah. I could buy him his blade. I think. I think he'll casting. be a good. He will be a good one. Mm-hmm. I, now I, I still, you know, I was talking to my brother about this. <clears throat> we both agree. I still think Blade is etched in my mind with Wesley Snipes mm. because he played it he played it so well. And and there's a lot of symbolism in that movie and I think Wesley fits that symbolism of, you know, black man against the world, ready to kick, you know, somebody's butt and straight black outfit too. Mm. It At like the time, straight up, it, it was perfect. Yeah, and know. then also he would uh, blade. Like I noticed watching this movie, rewatching this movie, uh, and I never thought about it back in the nineties watching this, but now watching it in twenty nineteen, blade would just be in this leather outfit, black leather outfit with these knives, swords, and guns, like walking down the street <laughs> of New York. I guess I assume uh-huh, it's New York, uh-huh. but I'm like, I'm like, man, that's pretty bold, bro. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And people and people for the most part didn't mind him until like he had to shoot at someone. Then they kind of scatter. Right. But now into twenty nineteen, you can't walk down the street no, no, like like no, that. You know, no. especially like with you know, God forbid, but especially with a lot of mass shootings and things like that. Yeah. It's just a different climate. This is pre pre nine eleven. Yeah. This movie came out, so a lot of things that would fly then, not only in America, but in cinema doesn't fly today yeah it's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting to see how they make that take all right all right you know take that up and uh in this this new uh, generation of people mm-hmm. um back to the movie though you know i was watching it again and like you said it, some of the effects and things like that won't hold up but there were some things that were really just um well done that set up you know i, I, I watched a video about how blade is really the the catalyst to MCU. Right? Mm. It's it actually some people even had a, a a YouTube clip up talking about how when Marvel went bankrupt, Blade was the movie that kind of turned. Uh, it was right before they went bankrupt that Blade came out. Now it didn't make them a lot of money, but it turned the audience toward watching what they thought was marketable, which is an a superhero movie, and so Marvel went bankrupt, Blade came out, or I'm sorry, Blade came out, Marvel went bankrupt, and then Blade helped turn the franchise around. And then they began to make other uh, superhero movies after that. So a lot of people call Blade the grandfather of, of um, you know, the MCU. I would, I would agree with it. Uh, it's crazy to think about it. You know, I try to pull it up, but yeah, I think you're right. Uh, prior to that, uh, they they had cheesy 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 movies. Yeah, they had like, one about a duck. Howard the Duck. Howard Howard the Duck. Marvel, it was that, like that yeah, and it was like really yeah, it was bad. It was actually George Lucas. George Lucas uh, yeah. directed that movie. Oh really? But I yeah, yeah. And then the other two successful comic book movies were DC. Yeah, it, it was, was Superman, Superman and then Batman, Batman with Michael Keaton. Yeah, so, so Marvel, Marvel was the DC, Marvel was essentially the DC. Of comic <laughs> yeah, movies now, now. <laughs> right? But then, you know, right? Marvel was the DC back then, like DC is now. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, funny. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Blade actually for its time was was a great movie. And then 
it was a movie, in my opinion, that uh, I used to kind of uh, market, not market, it was the movie that I kind of compared other vampire type of films to, like Underworld. I'm like, that's not Blade. You know, yeah, 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 like yeah. when Underworld came out, I was like, no, nah, Blade's better. <laughs> you know, Cause, and I still, because I thought the vampires in Blade were more convincing than the vampires in Underworld. I thought they were just oh, okay. yeah, prima yeah. donnas. They, yeah. they, uh, they just were like, just... Um, like socialites and that that were that didn't really get their hands dirty other than Selena, the right. uh the chick that was the underworld like the death bringer, whatever yeah. they called her. Yeah. Uh but uh but yeah, she was like essentially like a female blade. Yeah. Yeah. But Blade was Blade was the first man said, and he was so cold. He said Mother Effers try to always try to skate up a hill or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 like yeah. what does that even mean? But you know I'm gonna tell you the the, the 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 part that made it for me in this movie, and I think in watching it again, it did it again, and I realized it was the first. You know, in Sid Field's book of movie making, he always says those first 15 minutes are crucial. Mm-hmm. The first 15 minutes of this Blade movie sets up everything, and it gets you so in the mood for for Blade, from you know taking the da- or taking the uh the young man who's a stranger yeah, taking him into to the, the underground club, club the underground yeah. club you don't know where it's going but you kind of know it's it's not a good place for this young man to be and then you know the blood comes out and then oh this is what it is it's like their you know blood bath party and oh he's in trouble and now he's you know he's crawling on the floor he's looking for help you're thinking this guy's doomed yeah and then you go from all this messy bloodness and cr- bloody and craziness to this pair of black boots with this clean black outfit, sharp black trench, leather trench coat, and look, and it pans up to his face, and it's like, he is the baddest man on the planet for that moment, right? Right. And then that, the fight scene, I always said, the reason why I don't know if the new guy will do it, the only reason why I don't know if the new guy will, will do it, is he's not a true martial artist. No, no. Wesley Snipes. Wesley studied is a true martial artist. Actually, Hapkido as well. He he studied Hapkido, which is yeah. a form of martial arts. I studied for a little bit. And I'll and, and I think Wesley grew up on people like Bruce Lee, and Wesley had something that Bruce Lee kind of had, and that is knowing how to sell a move in a movie. Mm-hmm. Some actors can't do that. Absolutely, I, I immediately think of uh, uh, what's that? What's that uh, movie with him uh, and uh, Stallone? Uh, oh, uh, let me see now. Uh, not, Judge, not Judge Dredd. No, it's not Judge Dredd. Demolition Man. There you go. There yeah, you go. where he played Simon. Simon, Simon says okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just I think about his form. His form. Uh, the way he kicked. Yeah. And not only would he kick someone, he'd hold that leg out there a right. little bit long. Right. And then put it down. Right. It's just like, pow, and just chamber it. Yeah, he'd chamber it and then pop it out, kick him, and then hold it for a minute and pull it back and put it down. It's right. just like it's just like his movements was just See, yeah. And that's what and I, and I bet you and I haven't I watched some clips on Wesley Snipes interviews, but I bet you he studied Bruce. He knew he's a fan of Bruce. Almost all of us. Were. Yeah. And Bruce had that that camera, whatever they call it, that ability to like show it in the camera and it looked different. Whereas some martial artists don't really have that. I don't think, for example. I don't think Jet Li has that really well. No. But I do think the guy that was in the other uh, martial artist who played Ip Man. Yeah, uh, uh, Donnie, Donnie. Donnie, yeah. I think he has it. Yeah, with Jet, with Jet, uh, with Jet, I think Jet's problem 
is he's a, well. He's not doing anything now, but he was a little too fast. He, he yeah. like his, which I'm not taking anything away from his ability. He right. had true well, ability. He's a true, yeah, he's yeah, a true, true fighter. Yeah, uh, he's a true fighter. But yeah. but he he never slowed down his movements for the screen. Right. Where Bruce would have slowed it down just enough so you could see what he did. Yeah. Like where, but he didn't have to. Bruce was but, actually so fast that he wanted to. You didn't have to see it. Right. He, that's whip, what I was gonna say. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. See, and that's what Bruce had on Jet Li and and on Blade. I mean, I'm sorry, on Wesley Snipes. Bruce was making movies ever since he was six or seven. His father made movies. Mm -hmm. So he understood the camera and the movie. So there were some moves he slowed up, or slowed, I should say slowed down, to have the camera catch it. Right. But then there were moves that he said, no, forget it. The camera doesn't need to catch this. When people put it in slow motion, they'll see what I had done. But they need to see the explosiveness and say, whoa, what did he just do? That was so quick. So he knew what moves to do that with. And, and so my point is, back to Blade, mm -hmm. Wesley has that, whatever it is, he has that understanding. Marilyn Monroe had it, they said, where the camera is and this is the best angle to show it. And this is how I need to show that to make it, you know. And he did that in Blade. And I, th I thought he did it perfectly in the beginning fights. Yeah. And uh, that is what hooked me into the like movie. That pulled you within that first 15 minutes. Within that first 15 minutes. Um, real quick, before we move on uh, from uh, that, you mentioned uh, knowing, knowing the camera and where to look and things like that. I would argue that uh, uh, Jackie Chan has that uh, mm -hmm. too because his background in the Peking uh, Opera like which is yep. a you you think that oh it sounds like a lovely place to go to school they these kids <laughs> was tortured man right. uh, you know going through some really really uh, if you've seen John Wick uh, John Wick three is it, have you seen John yeah, Wick yeah that was good uh, I love that uh, you've seen a little of his background where there's an opera house uh, with the with the, with, the, with the, it wasn't an opera house but he had like a lot of ballet going oh, yeah, through yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of the, the turmoil, and then like training the, the hard training, yeah. her nails coming yeah, off, totally uh, and then you can see uh, the yeah. pe the boys in the back like wrestling, learning the uh, Krav Maga. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but you see the kind of stuff they kind of go through, and they're young. Yeah, that's essentially what Jackie went through. Jackie went yeah. through that type of training that would really tr teach you martial arts, but also teach you uh, uh, acting, teach you. Uh, how to sing things like it's right. like an inclusive type of thing, but it is uh, it was in China, so it's still under that communist rule, yeah. that Peking type of system. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, what, what I pulled from that first fifteen um, was like I noticed. So they went to the club. There's dancing, kind of raving almost. This is pre. This is pre. Uh, this is pre Matrix. Matrix came out in 1999. This is 98. Oh, okay. So I, I noticed that Matrix copied a lot from this movie, and I never huh. thought about it. Just like just the stylist, the style of it, not so much the uh, the motion, like the camera motions, because that was innovative. What, what the right, Matrix, what did. Matrix did, yeah, yeah it was but the first time we had seen but that. But the yeah. look of Blade, the the leather yeah. and stuff like that, you can look at Neo see and see similarities, you know, right. and 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 the way that he carries himself, the use of guns is almost like. Swords almost, but that was a more of a John Woo, I think, type of thing. Uh, but the uh, but what I noticed with the blood with the blood club type uh -huh. of uh scene is there's raving, the blood came down, and the guy's kind of like panicking, like, well, What is, is this blood? You know, and he's panicking, and the people's like loving it. 
But then, like, when he kind of looked around, he noticed that, which was kind of a chilling thought. He looked around, and he noticed that everyone in the club was just looking at him, mm-hmm. almost. Uh, and that he was, like, almost like he was the meal. Mm-hmm. And so, and I and I had a... I had an anxiety type of moment <laughs> right there. I was like, oh, it's creepy. Like, like yeah. that's a creepy thought. Like, that you thought you was going in here with, like, a bunch of strangers, but everyone is, like, no, like, you thought they're, everyone's human. But you, imagine going into a place where you're the meal, where yeah. you are the, uh, you're the main, main course. Yeah. And you didn't even know it, you know. It just happened that, thankfully, Blade popped up. And a great introduction to Blade uh, in there. And a great introduction to uh, the mythology of different vampires. Like, like I noticed okay, that in this yeah. one, um, when he when he staked him or when he killed uh-huh. him. All right, so garlic was a big essential part of taking care of vampires, garlic. Uh, I think also sunlight still. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can use a stake or you can use a blade, you yeah. know, but as long as you... Take off the head or take off the heart, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can destroy them. Uh, but I noticed that the way that they they kind of turn into ash. But the way they looked, it looked kind of, it looked to me, Quentin, it looked kind of bad. <laughs> but I could see, but but it didn't look terrible. Right. It right. didn't look terrible. I think in Blade Two, it looked better because it kind of they kind of like look like fireworks almost the way okay, they disintegrate. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Which I just like the villain in that with the mouth. Oh yeah, you know. I thought yeah, I thought I don't want to get on Blade Two, but I thought Blade Two's villain was better, mm. and I thought it was creepier because of that. I thought it was a little bit more scarier, like a real horror that yeah. Blade would live in than the other movie, the first yeah. one. The first one, you know, I saw it kind of like a horror, but more of like no, he's just whooping these vampires' butts. Yeah. And the second one, it was more like, oh, no, he needs to save us. These things are taking over, and they're really creepy. they got these huge mouths, and, you know, we got to hurry up and knock these guys out. So it was a little bit more, uh, to me, a horror in the second one than the first. And I also thought the second one was better than the first yeah. one. Tracy Lords was the uh, vampire in, uh, that led the dude to the club. Uh, Ra- 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 Raquel oh, is her name. But Tracy Lords is like a porn star. I was gonna say she's uh, pretty sexy. Yeah, yeah, she was. A, she is a porn star, yeah. an adult actress at one point, uh, wow. turned actress. Uh, wow. But uh, but then also you seen uh, Donald Logue in there. It's Quinn. He's the dude that was like the loudmouth vampire, oh, the, the yeah, little sidekick funny. vampire yeah, he's that uh, Blade had pinned up to the wall and then set on fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and I thought that for sure there's the end of him. And I thought when I seen him, like when he let him on fire, I'm like, oh, he's he's gone. Mm-hmm. But then no, he he didn't. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But then again, you know, I thought that Blade, cause he, I think he shows up in Blade too. I thought he or maybe he didn't. Cause I thought at the end of this, Blade cuts his head off. Yeah, at the end of this one, he cuts his head off. There but is another vampire that... Maybe he's just someone similar to him. Yeah, he was kind of bald and had the long hair, and he was hunting him in the beginning of Blade Two, But I think he killed him. Blade Two had an awesome beginning, too, but um, he killed him, I think. Oh, okay. I think but I was yeah, just confused so, him. Uh-huh. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, they, so this man gets burnt. Uh, Quinn gets burnt. Uh, the police came, shows up at the club. At that point, I felt like the 
I felt like the police was on the take immediately. I think I remembered that they uh, were, but I felt like they were because I was like, well, why did they show up there? Like, why did they show up at that club? I was thinking, why did they show up there? And they just said, put him out, you know, put it, put yeah, this guy yeah. out. It was pretty comical. Actually. Yeah, yeah, and they put him out, <laughs> put him uh, and he was just kind of waiting, like sitting there, just like like he was just sitting there burning, uh, and uh. They take him to the uh, hospital, and that's where Blade meets Dr. Uh, Karen. I don't know her last name. I can't pull it up here. I guess Jensen. I'm not sure. Uh, something like that. But he meets that chick. Yeah. And uh, and I guess Quinn bites her. And so yeah. Yeah. she's in danger of turning. Uh-huh. But Blade saves her. And I noticed that the police did uh, something. They they would shoot at him. And I thought, I thought while I was watching this, I was like, like I didn't think about this '98 right. when I was 18 years old. I know where you're going, but go ahead, keep going. But I was like, who would do that? Wouldn't that put? What isn't that putting her in danger? Yeah. My first thought is that is they would be like reprimanded because they're like totally putting her in danger. Yeah. Like you, you wouldn't do that. You know, I, I and I didn't want to get on this too much, but when I watched it this the next this time around, of course, with all the things going on in the country, I thought. There's a lot of symbolism in this movie. And when they first open up, open fire on Blade in that hospital that you were talking mm-hmm. about, that scene, you know, they said freeze and then they shot immediately, yeah. right? Mm. And then he said, because he wasn't turned around yet. Nor did he, did he aim a weapon at did him. Did he aim anything? a weapon at them? So they shot him in his back as he turned around. And then the bullets continued in his front. And, I, and, he, and he says... Mother, are you out your goddamn mind? Yeah. And I thought that is symbolism right there. That this is what we see white cops do. Not all the time. Not all of them are bad. Right. But in the shootings, we've seen them just shoot people when they're not a threat necessarily to them. Right. They didn't. Even, they didn't even ascertain the situation. Like the guy that was running in the park, running away from him, and, right. the, and the cop shot him in his back while he was running. You right. Know? Like right. He didn't have a weapon. He didn't, he didn't have a weapon or anything. Uh, or like the that. kid, the, the Tamir Rice, uh, that had the uh, cap gun. The cap gun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which just pulled up on him and, you know, just. Right. Yeah. Without asking questions, without, you know, whatever. Just, just open fire on him. Yeah. So when, when I saw that, I thought, I thought, man, I don't know if the writers and the directors <clears throat> um, were trying to give some sort of symbolism there, but, but that is prevalent. And relevant to mm-hmm. today's situation. Now, I also saw some other symbolism that I did not like, but I let it go. And mm-hmm. it was in the, it was a, it was a little bit in the setup in the fifteen minutes. So not only was that part of it, right? The other mm-hmm. part was, um, Qu- is it Quinn? Quinn, the, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in their scene when we first are introduced to Quinn, he um, has two girls that he's kissing on. Right? One's right. white, one's black. Yeah. The black girl, he makes perform oral sex while he continues to kiss the other girl in the mouth. So one of them is being more disrespected than the other. Mm. Next to the white girl is a black man who sits with a cigarette and just looks at Quinn and the girls doing all of their stuff, and he's not partaking in it. And he's just kind of looking at it, like wish wistfully and mm. and almost as if he's like, huh, you go ahead and you're the man, you know, that kind of thing. Right. 
So then I thought, well, black guy looking at the black girl giving the white guy oral yeah. while he's treating the white woman as his girlfriend. Now, that's too much, but it's just me thinking about the, the impact of that unconsciously. Yeah. A, a sort of conditioning that I'll take your woman, and this is what I'll have your woman do. You will sit there and do nothing. And you, you will watch this. Yeah, so and you, go back you, to, do about it. you go back to slavery, you go back to how they would take the, the husband's women and make them do all kinds of things, but the woman, and the, the wife who was white, was the one that was treated like the woman, you know, and that sort of thing. I noticed that... Uh, but anyway, that's, I hate to bring that up, but no, it's just, I, I thought about those things well, as I saw Let them. me tell you what I noticed. Uh, so it was later on within the movie where uh, they went to another lair, uh, and uh, Quinn was still sitting there. Uh, maybe it was within, the, I don't know if it's within the opening scene, but it's, uh, Quinn was sitting there, and he had the oh, girls. Yeah. yeah. But I then I noticed, I noticed this little girl, She's end up being a martial artist, yes. like like yep. you know, Blade tried to protect her, but then come find out she was like a martial artist, okay. and just, uh-huh. you know. But I noticed that this little girl, who seemed out of place in the midst of all this stuff, it almost reminded me of uh, uh, sex trafficking. Okay. It reminded me of sex trafficking. It reminded me of uh, kidnapping innocents and things like that. Like I was thinking, my first thought was, what's this child doing there? Yeah. I didn't think of her as a vampire because the way that she was looking, uh, and that maybe it was the director's choice to have her portray as if like she was like kind of confused as to what is going on around her. Because when you first see her, she's kind of looking around like, like what's yeah. going on here? Why am I here? Almost yeah. not like she wasn't looking around like, oh yeah, this is normal. This is what uh, you know. So that whenever Blake sees her, Blake's like, no, no, come here, let me right, help you. Right. And then she turns on him and kicks him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, um, but looking at that, I thought, I was like, why is uh, why is this child there? And I thought my first thought, Quentin, was sex trafficking, hmm. or or stealing. Uh, why still this this black girl? Why still why why still not saying that, you know? But they stole a black young girl, yeah. clearly a black young girl with braids. With like ethnic braids, yeah. uh, and uh, and and put them put her in a place. It looks like which is a straight orgy, straight uh, feast, and it gets to another point that they are vampires in this movie are hedonists. Uh, would you agree that they're hedonists? Yeah, yeah. They they mm-hmm. they like um, essentially, uh, and you can kind of address this. Cause I was going to ask you this. Um, there is the id, super id, and the ego. Uh, and uh, could you tell uh, tell what the what those things yeah, are? Yeah, so the so the id is that natural instinct in all of us that we're born with. That's all about pleasure. It's the thing that we, drives us to seek pleasure. Like in all animals, they seek pleasure. And then the ego is the thing that kind of governs um, a little bit of the id's behavior by making sure that we get what with the what the id wants in us, while keeping us safe. So it's like a safety type. Uh, measurement in us that I, I I can rape that girl, but I'll be in trouble, right? So I better not ever rape a girl, right? Because right. I can get in trouble. But if we can give her some drugs and then she falls, ah, no, that's a little different and I can pretend like she's my girlfriend or she went in, that's the ego plan in that, right? So the ego, ego is not necessarily good and it's not necessarily bad. It just tries to get what you want 
with that while keeping you safe. And then the superego is that moral judgment in us that some of us don't have or some of us have more than others, right? And that tells us what's right versus what's wrong. So, so that's the Ten Commandments or the 30, or if you're African, right, the 47 negative confessions and that kind of thing in your head that says, you know, no, you shouldn't do this. Yes, you should do that. That moral compass. compass that, yeah. that, uh, so essentially the id and super id is like yin yang. It's right. like that op opposite. Devil uh, and angel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Where it's, uh, it seems like with vampires, that super id is dead. Right. So all they have is that id. Id and, and the ego. And the ego. But the ego is more like... Yeah, you can do this. Right. Yeah, but we got to do it in yeah. such a way that we yeah. stay safe. Yeah. Their their big their big uh thing that they try to avoid in this environment is blade. Yeah. Like it's not so much they know okay, we can't go out through the sunlight. Right. So they know that's a given for them. Uh but they like well, which would we find out that actually they can in some sense go out in the sunlight. Yeah. Uh but uh, but you're right. The super ego is kind of dead in the yeah. vampire. Yeah. And so I know not all of them, because in Blade Two, the girl vampire that that was the father's daughter. Yeah. She actually shows you that she has a super ego. She does things for the right reason at the end. Mm. Um, but in Blade, back to your point, yeah, the ego would be uh, the vampires knowing to get humans and put glyphs on them, because then that allows for them to remain safe and hidden because they do service things for them. And uh and that would be the ego. And story. actually that goes back, Quentin, to uh one of the oldest oldest vampire stories that we have is uh Dracula. Uh -huh. And Dracula had Rumsfeld, uh I believe his name Rumsfeld. Okay. Was his uh Dracula was confined to nighttime. Right. Cannot be outside in the daylight. Right. So in order to do what he wants done. He had a goon essentially. Yeah. He had yeah. a god, someone that would do his bidding for him during yeah. the day, things like that. And that's Rumsfeld. You've seen that also if you watch Fright Night. Uh, uh, yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking about. Dandridge, Dandridge about. had that dude. <laughs> yeah, that that was yeah. in his house, man. <laughs> that that pretty much during the day helped maintain the property, helped make sure nobody come up and and uh, you know bother him. But help him to get girls, help him to, you know, you know, pretty much it was his dude. Yeah. It was like his, his ace boom. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so uh, in Blade, you have cops. You have those, like, people that have those hieroglyphs. Yeah. Those those tats on the back of their neck. And uh, Blade called them cattle. These yeah. are their cattle. Yeah. They're essentially, uh, and then they explained it later on that, uh, that, uh, I don't know if it's Blade, but someone explained it where, so if I have, if I have uh, Deacon Frost's uh, brand on me, no one else can touch me. Right. Because I belong to Deacon. Right. You can't, if you bite me, you got to answer to Deacon. Right. But right. you can't, it's like my, it's like, it's mine. It's like I got my property of stamped on me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, and so, you see a lot of humans in this world that have these brands on them, I guess, and that's what I was going to ask you, I guess they want, they hope that they would one day become vampires perhaps, be turned, or do, are they just to the point where like, 
I love, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. You know, back to my first 15 minutes, I just looked at my notes, but one of the things I was going to say is the, the third symbolism that I saw was another one that I started to see the more and more I watch TV, and I don't watch that much TV. And that is, and I, I it's always on, it's a good thing if, if it's always melting pot thing, but what I tend to see is this last symbolism in the movie where the African-American uh, doctor played the, the interest and in the, the love interest in the movie. Um, you know, she's very successful, very smart, whatever. She's one of the heroes of the movie. But she's dating a, um, white, a white man. Now, so in all of the scenes where there's a woman and a man doing something intimate or being together, it was white and black. Mm -hmm. So even at Frost, at the end, he's with his main woman, Blade's mom. Blade's mom. Which is uh, Sanaa Lathan. Yes. So in all throughout the movie, Blade or no other black man had any sexual, you know, romantic. You you got a glimpse that he cared for the doctor and she cared for him. But it's off limits. But all the all these sexual acts, white man, black woman. Um and all the um the black women in the film were with white men. So it's, it's even even in the scene where uh the doctor was going back to her apartment and the two was waiting at the elevator, I believe it was a black girl and a white man or something. Okay, I didn't see that. Like, because she's seen the tattoos on her neck and went in the elevator and and uh, and they got off, they held the door and got off the same floor as her. Oh, see, she I didn't know scared. that combo. So you think yeah. that was a black cop and a white cop? Oh, not a black cop, but just oh, a black, black person. And oh, a, oh, I know. They were like a young girl. Yeah. That I don't know. I can't remember. I want to say that was the case. I might be wrong, but I I think that that's what it was. Okay, but even in that, that's just an existence. So I wouldn't even really, you know, but that would be more if it was that. You're right. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm saying just those, those the, the, the intimate and sexual parts, it was that kind of communication, which, like I said, I, I don't like to read too much into it, but there's editors, there's writers. And then you choose characters. You choose cast. Yeah, you cast. choose cast. So, you know, I'm sure you would, somebody would say, geez, it just seems like every time we're having some, why does he have to be with Blade's mom again mm. sexually? I mean, and, couldn't she just be one of the vampires? You know what? Like that? The thing about Blade's mom is uh, when you first see Frost uh, trying to uh, decipher the. Uh, they go, by the way, that computer program looks so bad. Uh, but, you know, because oh, they show yeah, that, like, yeah. like where it's trying to figure it out, like, it's, it's going through the different yeah. uh, hieroglyphs, and, uh, and like, boom, there it is, and then puts uh. it, then goes through, <laughs> boom, there it is. But uh. it just looks so, so bad. Yeah. So bad. Uh, but uh, that's 19, what is that? 1998. 1998. Yeah. It's just yeah. Windows 97 or something. Right. You know, but it looked bad. Oh, it looked terrible. Um, uh. But, uh, but yeah, while he's sitting there at the floor, you know, and you see that thing open behind him, and you see this woman. You don't see her face, right? But you see her kind of get up and just kind of look. And I didn't think at the time 
and I didn't. I knew I've seen this movie before, but I, but I didn't think that that's her. You know what oh, I mean? Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together. I, was, okay. I thought that's odd. Who's this? Who's this chick? Why has he got this chick out by himself? Because you know, if you see his parties, he's always there. He's, especially at one white chick's always like pining, yeah. pining over him. Like his main that blonde. Yeah, you know, yeah, just I mean, really like very, very just like all about frost. You know what I mean? And so, but you see, uh, but you see her as uh, like, like, why does he have this trophy? Why do you have this right. one chick just off by, by you know? And, and another thing is what? So there's a couple. Of, I have questions too. Cause <laughs> like, because uh, talk about Blaze's mom. How did? All right. So for one, she died. She was a bitch. She was turned. Right. She, she became a vampire. Uh, but Blade, but she died giving birth to Blade, as far as I know. Yeah. Maybe he's the super vampire pyre, pyre uh-huh. has a way to remember at such a young age that humans can't. Because <laughs> we, can't, we can't remember that, oh, this is your mom from a young age. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. But he knew immediately, oh, this is my mom. You know? Uh, but and she knew immediately this grown man is my son, even though her last seeing him was as a child. Maybe she didn't even see him because it looked like she's already dead or dying at that point. Uh, but uh, it just it just seemed it just seemed convoluted that you know that that is the case. And then now I don't it, know though if okay, so I'm giving I'm stretching here, right? Stretch. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a scene where his the, the love interest or the doctor lady. Yeah. She goes into chick. his uh, doctor they just call her Karen. So okay, Karen. Karen. She goes into his stuff mm-hmm. and I think and I gotta watch the movie again, but I think she accidentally pulls out his mom's driver's license. Because that's what was left. So that would oh, give okay. that would give Blade an understanding of what she looked like. Who my mom and is. Who she, he was surprised that she still probably looked like she did in this yeah. picture. And so he knew something was up. So that would give me that. Now, for as far as her knowing what her son would look like, I'm thinking since Frost knew who Blade was, um, he probably, they probably put it together that Blade is your son. Yeah, well, and you could tell that she he kept her so for... I don't know. Let's, Blade was a good... Probably 30. 30 years yeah. old. Uh, so he kept her around for Kept her around years. for 30 plus years. <laughs> contained as right. this little thing. Why? To to get Blade. To get him. Because that's just the one... This is my one thing that I got. Yeah. That I can just like straight up pull. And so he... And he needed Blade's blood. Because Blade's blood was the main, main ingredient. To help bring this uh, demon, uh, this vamp, this old vampire spirit back, this god um, back. But um, I just had a problem with that. Also, yeah, and I noticed I, that uh, they another thing they did, man, was uh, when she became when she, it was revealed she's a vampire. She says, "I'm your mother's gone. I'm a vampire." And the way that she was treating him, like oh, around his mouth and things like that, very. 
it's creepy because I'm thinking that's your mom, bro. Yeah. You know, and, and but the way that she's like around his face and you know, yeah. kind of biting at him and things like that was more sensual than like motherly. And so I got I got Oedipus okay. feelings, you know, or Oedipus, you know, uh, unknowingly laid with his mother. Yeah. You know, uh, and at the end, gouges his eyes out, you know, and realize, oh my gosh, I banged my mom. Yeah. So, you know, but I just felt like she was the Oedipus in this scenario uh, that wanted, like, it seemed like she wanted, she wanted more. I don't know, just like, but maybe it's that, like I said, maybe it's that id that is not ta- not being controlled mm-hmm. and just is going to give in to whatever animal uh, passionate impulses, yeah. including, you know, uh, having relations with your son. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you went into Freud, he would definitely say that there's something there and, and that because he did not go through that period of development when he has the attraction for his mom and her dealing with that and, you know, redirecting that attachment to a loving relationship because they didn't have that, then maybe that's what we're seeing. We're seeing she's wanting to go through that process or it's just natural to go through that process. And maybe if they were around each other for a while, they could develop something that's a workable relationship mm-hmm. but here's the initial this is my son this is this is my penis i gave birth to and freud thought that's why they're in love and attached to their sons because i have my power i have my penis he's a part of me mm. so maybe that's that and, and, and you know and you can have friends today who are really attached to their moms i have a friend that well he's no or she's no longer alive but they would watch movies. He was in his 30s, and they would watch movies on the couch, and you would think they were boyfriend-girlfriend with popcorn and all huddled up. So it's maybe it's that that he's showing you that, oh, there's that natural attachment and bond that they didn't have a chance to work through. And now it's really bizarre for her because in her mind, you know, she stopped living when she was giving birth to him. Right. So she never, she never went through that, and that's still in her system. And also, yeah. with that said, uh, could be that Blade. Uh, Blade didn't have that mother to raise him. He was essentially raised by Whistler. By Whistler. Uh, and uh, so, uh, which would explain why he's not really caring too much about the doctor. And, yeah, you know, that's true. Like he yeah. never, he never once looked at her like a love interest. Right, like a love. It's like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, you know, after this, after uh-huh. we finish these vampires, girl, we're going up to your apartment uh-huh. or going back to my lair. Uh-huh. But no, uh, it was like, yeah. He was, he was a very, he's a very cold person. You know what I mean? Like he, uh, as far as like, he's, he's not really, he's sympathetic to, to an extent, to an extent. Cause he also told dude, Frost, go ahead and throw that little Chinese girl. I don't care. Right, right, <laughs> you know, she, right. he heralded her, you know, but, but then at the last moment he went and saved her or whatever and told her to run home. Yeah. But, he didn't care. He's not, yeah, he's not. Like, yeah, yeah. It it doesn't matter. He, I want you dead more than I want her alive. Right. It doesn't matter. I'd rather have you dead. Yeah. If it means that this little Chinese chick got to die, uh-huh. so be it. As long yeah. as you die, you know. <laughs> and so uh, he he doesn't have that. Uh, he doesn't have that nurturing. Right. Uh, 
ability because he never knew his mother. Or that, so basically, yeah, you, and you're, you're talking about something that's really big in psychology's uh, field there, and that's that, that uh, period of um, attachment and bonding, you know, that um, Harlow and his monkeys proved that if you didn't have that type of warmth and comfort, you may not ever, and a lot of antisocial people say this, I might not ever feel compassion like you feel compassion. Like I can't because I lost that period. So you're right. He doesn't show a lot of compassion too much. The only time we see a little bit of it to me is in Blade 2 where the, the woman that's dying or the vampire who died because she did the right thing to mm -hmm. tell her brother the, the, the truth and so he can kill the father and she knew he was going to kill her too. At the end, she's looking for that sunset. She want to see it at the end. And he holds her. And that's a compassionate type of look he has a little bit. But that's it. <laughs> you know, there's no kissing with Blade. There's no, ah, I miss her. You know, none of that. Yeah. And there's no, even with children. Like, you don't see him, like, gazing at children. Like, oh, I lost my, he doesn't, he doesn't have yeah. that compassion. But he does have a directive, and that is, I gotta eliminate those things that that created me like this. Right, and yeah. but he did like when it comes to children in this movie, uh, like the two interactions I think of is the little martial arts little girl, and then this little Chinese chick. <laughs> uh, he, uh, she might not even be Chinese. I'm sorry, but no, I no, she's, she's, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he. Uh, like with like after he rescued her from getting before she got hit by the bus or whatever, he said go home, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then with the little girl, he's like he I think he said something like the little black chick. He's like stay behind me or, or run or something. Oh, then okay. she turn around and kicks him oh, and then yeah, tries yeah. to fight him and stuff like yeah. that. You know, he didn't really look at him as like like he's like okay, this is a byproduct. Of my main, my main focus, my main mission is to take out Frost, take out these vampires, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're here, hey, get out of the way. Yeah. You know, but yeah. if you don't get out of the way, it's on you. Mm -hmm. It's not so much like I'm going to go out of my way to like help you. You know, yeah, I helped you here, but if you don't go home, that's on you. I, right. I don't care. Right. My right. directive is to take out Frost. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, speaking of Frost. Uh, I noticed that I noticed another parallel. I noticed a couple of parallels within this movie. Uh, watching it, so there's a class system. It okay. seems mm -hmm. so you have the the born vampires, uh, like that dude with the the crazy looking eyes, uh, Udo Udo oh, yeah, Dra yeah. Uh, Dragonetti. Mm -hmm. uh, Dragonetti is a, a born vampire. There's also a black one uh, there. They're sitting at the round table. Like like a look like a Haitian or a yeah, ja yeah, Jamaican like, looking dude, like Haiti or J Jamaica, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. At first, I thought it was this. I mean, I, I, at first, I thought it was this one dude that used to be in a lot of movies uh, back in the late eighties, early nineties, especially when it's dealing with like Jamaica, like Mark for Death or whatever. Like, I thought it was this one dude, but it wasn't. Uh, and then, uh, and a couple of I noticed a couple of the people is in this movie. Is big martial artists that you know were like, like was in like different movies that were vampires in this movie at one point, but was like martial artists, like especially the Asian ones. Um, 
But my point, real quick, is that there's a, a class system. So you have the the born vampires, vampires that was from birth. Okay. Um, you have those that turn, uh, like Frost. Frost was turned into a vampire. So uh, he wasn't always a vampire, but he was turned into a vampire. But we know from the end that he's been a vampire since Blade, before Blade was born. Had to be. Because Had he turned be. Blade's mom. Right. So in order for him to turn Blade's mom, is he's much older than Blade is. You know, and he and they said that they age slower than man. Right. Uh so uh so he's been a vampire for let's say thirty plus years. Um and so but you have but they aren't fully accepted by vampires that are born vampires. There's been vampires from birth. The right. the people that's right. turned aren't fully yeah. treated. Right. But then also you had that fat one <laughs> that oh, what, yeah. what, I don't I, I, I didn't understand that part purpose. Yeah, I didn't other than I, just being burnt. This yeah. is gross out humor. This right. farting is stink. Right. Uh, but I don't know. That, that the may he might have been a Star Wars fan to where he was thinking of Jabba the Hutt. Uh, yeah, it just it, it just didn't yeah, it it, didn't it, it, was, it was kinda like jarring because there's no it was the whole thing was just for exposition. For yeah. just so that Blade would know, they have an old machine, uh, old thing that to kind of raises this uh, vampire god, um, and that you know that's all it was. But it was just like it was it was pointless. But I believe that that was probably a born vampire, just an old fat nasty vampire, mm-hmm. nasty, but but didn't really have a big purpose other than exposition. But my point was, there's a class system. Then you have the humans that are cattle. That's all they are is cattle. Maybe some of them may be lucky to be turned one day. Right. But majority of them just for food. And matter of fact, Frost says, why are we treating them like anything other than our food? So Frost doesn't look at them as if, oh, well, one day I'll, I'll turn you. But he looks at them all as just food for mm-hmm. consumption. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. So there's a class system uh, that Frost bucks against when he takes out uh, Dragonetti. And uh, ultimately, he's trying to then have best of both worlds. He wants to still be a vampire, which is like, in his opinion, apex predator, but be able to walk in the sunlight to fully mm-hmm. utilize his, uh, you know, he, pre- he wants to be Blade. He yeah. wants to be the black man. Oh man, it's deep. He wants to be, <laughs> he wants to be the black man, uh-huh. but without being the black, but but by eliminating the black man, but taking oh, what, whatever deep. power yeah, the deep. black man has without becoming black, without becoming black. Yeah. That's deep. That is deep. That is a, that is a deep deep. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I didn't even see that one. But that that is symbolism. That is symbolism, and. Now, if of course, taking his mother, I mean, think about it. He takes his mother. Takes you, yep. Take your mom. Take your history. Yeah, basically. Got your girl, you know. So what? I got your girl. I'm gonna throw her in the pit or whatever. You know, we got something special for her. You know, bottom feed her, put her down there in the pit. You know, like I got. I'm taking your history. I'm taking everything that you love. That that is you, and I own it. Yeah, I own you, and I want the last thing that you have that makes you different from me. Is the ability to walk in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. I want to take that 
And then once I got that, there's no need for you because I guess I got the best part of you without yeah. becoming you. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. deep. And, and so, and it kind of goes back into what you're saying with the, um, it goes, goes back to what you're saying about like the, uh, the treatment of black women in this movie. Uh, like all the black women that you see in some set of some instance is being domineered or dominated by the white man. And so it could be that, uh, it could be some so much deep symbolism like connected to that 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 mind that the idea that yeah. that we we want to rule the white the black man and take their power but the ultimate the open ultimate trophy is not his mother but rather blade who has the ultimate thing that that the white man needs in order to become gods yeah is that ability to be able to walk in the sunlight. Yeah. And and, and it's even more fitting that the, he, he had to go to the original ancestors of the of the vampires to get their blood, right? But Blades was the one that completed that. Um and so you so when we look at our history now and we look at you know, our ancestors, um, and we can look at it as Egypt, and, you know, that's the oldest uh, recorded. And what we're doing today, trying to replace, you know, you know, black men, how do we do it? We put them in prison. Where was, where was Blade going to be kept? Uh, where was, you know, yeah, where was he going to be kept? He Just locked up in that block, box. Locked up in that box so he's in prison yeah confined chained confined. up there you go and i'm gonna take Ooh, dang that's take, like middle passage confined you know yeah and and so uh and then i'm gonna take what's yours what makes you gifted all of your gifts and i'm gonna possess them and like you said but i'm not gonna take your color mm. it would have been different if you know he would you know was gonna become blackish or brown or something like that um and you can just oppose that with uh like say get out whereas now is it was that movie is like i want to keep my mind who i am i just need your body because they feel like within get out jordan pills get out that um the black man is now marketable that can be utilized for certain things um you're faster than I I am, so I can be fast. You're a better golfer than I am, so I can be a better golfer. You're a better photographer than I am, so I can be a better photographer. Using your eyes, using your abilities, your abilities and your gifts, I'm just gonna keep my mind and place my mind in your body. Yeah. And just and be able to be, uh, be me, but using you, uh, but not using your mind. We don't need your mind. Yeah. I just need your body. Yeah. You know, and you see that with athletes. You see that with, um, like, uh, in the NBA and things like that, uh, or NFL. Like, they, oh yeah, yeah. You know, not so much. I don't need Kaepernick. I don't need your mind. I rather just need your body. Yeah. Do what you're supposed to do, or, or uh, I just need you to shoot, man. Or I need you just to dribble. Or I need you to do this. Mm -hmm. But I really don't need anything else from you other than your abilities and your gifts. You know. Yeah. And so, uh, you know. And, but I'll be your mind. I just need your body yeah. to be 
to do what I want you to do. Don't worry. We're going to make money. I'll make a little bit more than you, but we're going to make money. Right. You're going to be happy. Right. Oh, you're right. going to be happy. Right. You know, so you see uh, you see that now with, like, Get Out, and whereas with Blade was, like, Get Out was, what, 2018? Mm-hmm. 2018, 2017, so maybe, like, 20-something like years earlier yeah, yeah, is yeah, Blade, yeah. and Blade was saying, you know, I want your I want your abilities without your body, without your blackness. Mm-hmm. So I can be the ultimate alpha. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a just position of like what? Yeah, I mean that's no, that's a deep. Now, fortunately, uh, spoiler, uh, Blade prevails. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he keeps everything that's his. Um, you know, but. But no, seriously though, yeah, that's. I mean, it's those are some deep, little hidden messages, you know, that you can break this film down. You know, I was thinking of that first scene. Uh, also, on a positive note for Blade and you know, blacks portrayed in the movie and this and that, and it is a positive movie because overall it's a one of our first black superheroes mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So it's very important, and I don't want to take it away, but people who are listening. I mean, you got to understand that this is these are things that we think about when we see them, and so people may say, "Well, that's you all like pointing out things that are not really conditioning moments. That's just how you see it." But conditioning doesn't, even if you can't identify what conditioning is, doesn't mean that it's not taking place. Mm-hmm. So even if I don't give it credit, it doesn't mean that it's not influencing me. Right. So it influences you even though you may not identify it, that it's conditioning. You know, people say, oh, I don't see it as... You don't have to. As soon as we show you a, a Iranian guy holding up a plane, it doesn't matter. It's conditioning. Like, you may not you may not believe that all Arab, uh, Arabian people, or you might call them the negative thing of Arab, uh, they all are terrorists. But that's what we show a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just saw a movie the other day, and it was like, I wasn't even paying attention to it. I was kind of doing some other, and then I heard, oh, they're hijacking. Oh, the boys. Oh, okay. Okay. And there's a scene where they're they're hijacking a plane, and I didn't even, I wasn't even watching. I was like doing some writing and stuff, and I heard, oh, there we go, there we go. And I'm like, there you go again. You know, you're, you're portraying that. So you don't say that that's conditioning, but it is influencing us. It is. But, uh, let me, uh, real quick. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to stop this recording because it's got one, like, less than a minute left. Okay. I want you to finish your thought, though. So be right back. Going to hear a word from the sponsor. Be right back. All right, now we're back, Quinn. Go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah, so even though you don't uh, identify the conditioning mechanisms, it is. it can still be conditioned. So back to my point, another part of the symbolism that is a positive one, People can say, well, you know, they only, I don't want them to only point out the negative ones. There's a positive one. When the bloodbath begins in that party, the dance. At the beginning. You could see the the, the uh, human uh, is very scared. And he's like, oh, shoot. Now, he's taken to a place by a foreigner. She's Russian. Russian taking an American into a place. Mm-hmm. It becomes a war. And who saves the white man? The black man. The black man. Hmm. World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, whatever. Um, the, the Tuskegee Airmen. Red tails. Like all of it. George Washington's army had 
one black for every five uh, non-black um, soldiers in his private regime. Uh, uh, reg regimen. There you go. Yeah. But they don't give credit, but we still kind of fight and we save and, you know, and this and that. We have history, uh, historical battles in which. Mm -hmm. So you're basically showing that's that's cool. Who came to this guy's rescue and didn't ask for anything afterwards, just saved him. Right. Checked him after. Mm -hmm. Make sure he's OK. All right. You're good. So that's that's cool symbolism. And, and that is a something that we can build on and say, that's good for a young black kid to see. Um, that it's not always the white guy saving a black yeah. guy. And let me ask you this, and this will probably be the final question. Uh, um, could Blade have been portrayed by anyone else of any other race? Or would it have still been Blade? Or is Blade... Uh, is Blade... Is Blade... Does Blade have to be a black guy? You know, like like is that essential to who he is? Because we we don't have we black folks don't have many superheroes. We have Blade, we have Black Panther, which pre predated Blade, I think. Then we have uh, Luke Cage, uh, you know, which is uh, uh, and then we have uh, we had at one point we had a black Batman, <laughs> but you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it, we didn't. Well, my point is, we don't have many right. black superheroes. Even today, we don't have many. We have Falcon. You know, we don't have many. Uh, but was it? Is it? Could Blade? Could this movie have worked with? Say the roles was reversed and uh, Keanu was cast as Blade, and uh, and Wesley was cast as Neo. Could this movie have worked? I think Neo is so... Neo could have... Because Will Smith was going up for Neo. It could have easily happened. Like, it's not necessary that, that Neo had to be black or white. You know what I mean? That wasn't essential. Neo could no. truly been a, a black guy, oh, yeah. an Asian dude. Yeah. And it would have still worked. Right. Uh, whereas with Blade, I was wondering your thoughts, thoughts on it, but I think that Blade had to be a black guy. I don't think that it would work with any other... Uh, ethnicity. All right. So let me go back to the comparison to the Neo thing. The one thing that I do want us to always keep in mind is that there, there is a story out there and there was a lawsuit in which a black female did win hmm. in which she claimed to have wrote uh, The Matrix. I didn't know that. And it made more sense the way she wrote it because that's why it had the black mother being the person who was the overseer, mm. it was it was supposed to be all black cast, and that's why Will Smith probably was asked first. You see, so that was supposed to be black people come out of the matrix. Oh, so oh oh, it changes the. It doesn't it change it everything. Changes it, yeah. Because we are the ones that think we're free. Because we have all the millions of dollars because we're athletes and celebrities and we got teaching jobs. And it makes sense. The the guy that kind of helped bring Neil out of the Matrix was the black dude. But he never was plugged in. Remember? Oh, okay. See, I didn't even... I don't remember yeah, that. The, now that you said that... that one black dude, of, I forget his name. Uh, but he has a brother. Him and his brother. Uh, but he was never plugged into the Matrix. He's always been outside of the Matrix. Yeah. 
And so his job was to help free folks from the Matrix. Yeah. So you see how it would have been way more. Oh, I know. It's saying black people wake up. All of our leaders have been saying that, including Malcolm X, who said, we we think we're free, but the worst type of slavery is mental slavery Mm. and not physical. So it was like, wake up, people. So when she, when I read that, oh, wait a minute, hold up. A black woman wrote Matrix? Let me see. Let me check this out. And then you have people, of course, not deny. Oh, no, she didn't write it. And uh, Oh, but oh, wait a minute. Oh, she sued them? Now, wait a minute. If you sue somebody, you got some evidence. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, she won? Oh, but there's an agreement, but she did get money, but now she has to just kind of give and not speak about it. That's a settlement, you know. But anyway, back to, so, yes, Man. anybody could have... Black person could have played Neo and was supposed to, <laughs> but it, but if, if but in that case, what 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 you just said though, if 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 a black person did play Neo, but the basis was black folks being unplugged from the Matrix, from from a, a mental prison, and being freed into reality of your true condition. And what is your you true condition according to African history, Egyptian history? We were pharaohs. We were the leaders we were of the yeah, most we, powerful we, civilization. We, we were uh, we were we were teachers in Kush. Yes, you know, there you uh, go, yeah. Kush and 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 Hippocrates and Socrates. All of them learned in Egypt, and then they went back to Greece and Rome. So let's wake you up to your original self. You're the original martial artist. You're the original uh, knower of systems. You're the original creator of of civilization. So you now have the ultimate power. Isn't that something? Yeah. That changes the whole movie. It does. It really does. It makes it a totally different movie. So, ah, jeez. <laughs> so anyway, now let's go back to Blake. Can anybody of Any different other race, yeah. ethnic group, play Blade? I don't think it has the same impact, but I think you could have, you could have had maybe a another minority. Perhaps? Another minority. Yeah. Okay. It wouldn't have had the same impact. And, but because you're dealing with vampires, uh, it, it could have been done. Mm. But now do I think Blade being African-American makes Blade more of a powerful? Uh, yeah. And this is why. You have to have a certain type of anger, grit, and vengeance and and. and um, reckoning in you to wreck through a whole a whole um, what is that a whole species and if anybody has been wrecked as a species or as a as a culture and as a a private at one time culture Mm -hmm. um, if anybody has been stolen of that wrecked of that it's our people and now, boom! I'm gonna wreck your crap that you that you use to wreck my system. Mm. So that kind of thing, I think that duality leads itself to, you know, Blade being an African American. Yeah. That's all right. Well, hey, that that ends our. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Analysis. Of I didn't. I didn't Blade. expect to get Blade, it. Blade. Blade got deep, man. Blade. So look, that's what me and Quentin get together and watch these movies that. Like I am mother, 
and be like, eh, yeah, we'll watch it. And then, like, we start talking about it, and, like, man, it's got so much deeper so, things. Yeah. And, and movies are subjective. You can look at right. it and just really, and just, yeah, and just interpret it as Mishan is saying. Interpret whatever you see on screen into what you think. Well, this is what this means. That's why there's so many fan theories about, like, uh, The Shining. You know, there's so many fan theories about, like, the deeper meaning because Kubrick left it up for the ima- like oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for uh for us to kind of discover what does it mean but uh yeah it was a pleasure talking to you oh, oh great talking to you too Aaron as always as always next week we'll easy. try to come with something else or think of something but yeah. uh but all right um but this has been Aaron Whitlow uh Quentin Quentin Hollis and um uh thank you for listening and um yeah. by the way before we leave um I give Blade Oh, this blade. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do the popcorn system. Uh, um, back then I would have gave it five five stars or whatever five mark outs. I would have gave it like um, I own it, which I do own it. Uh, going back looking at it now, I give it a I give it like a four. Well, I give it a three point five uh, because um, I think I think the martial arts is still good in it. I think the only thing that takes me out of it the most is just the effects. Mm. Some some of the effects. Some of the effects are really good. Some of them look really bad. Mm. You know, mm. uh, that's the only thing. Um, but yeah, I actually am more into Blade Two. So yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite yeah. one. Blade Two is my favorite too. As far as the rating for this one, real quick, yeah, I would say definitely a, a if you hadn't if you hadn't hadn't seen it, it's a movie that I would recommend. Popcorn. Good drink, sit down with your girlfriend or boyfriend, and you would you you would enjoy it. I would say it's about a four uh, out of five, and the and the reason reason being um, is uh, some of those other maybe symbolic points that it's hard to now uh, ignore, but um, but also because of the the story could have been a little bit better. Um, could have been a little, a little bit tighter, a little yeah. bit tighter, um, but uh, but yeah. So I would give it a four. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank you.